Three shots, four part, I just do two, one pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you fin do? Think I'll try to get on into, start right, good line, good view, Andrew, shoot him, McGavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Weir has won the Masters. Sometimes these part three green look like an island. I punch in and keep it on dry land. At least I'm a try man. I up with the five and might use the trap man. I got a check man. Last angle ball speed rate of that bass man. I thought we would uh, just get an update from you. I know last time when we first chatted, when I first had you on the podcast, you were kind of, uh, well, we were middle of COVID. TXG was kind of shut down, a little uncertain if you were going to open. The wait list was getting up to thousands of people. So how are things going over there now? Yeah, I mean, it's it's good to be open. We've been open now. I, don't, I can't even tell you if it's week three or week four. I, it's all It all seems like one day. Um, wait list, you know, is, is still around the twenty five to 3,000 mark, but, you know, it's it's becoming more flexible. Um, you know, since the last time I was on, we, you know, we launched an online store. Um, you know, the content's still been, been getting put out by Ian, Ian, Matt, you know, myself, I was included on some of those videos apologize for those in advance um, <laughs> but yeah there's been you know ways that we've been able to cycle through product and um you know it's been a, a short fitting season already you know we're you know a lot of our guys that are back we were doing you know monthly training and, and you know pk sessions on the product but the guys really didn't have it in their hands until a couple of days before we opened so you know it's there's there's still almost stuff that we're learning about new product each and every day and, and finding new favorites that we that we dive into but I'll start off with saying this year it's it's a great driver year. Um, it's a, it's an impressive driver year. It's an impressive iron year. Um, fairy woods. This is the year for fairy woods for sure. Um, you know, hybrids aren't a sleeper. Wedges obviously will be the big splash next year for wedges. But again, you have still have SM8 and Zipcore right now. So um, yeah, the equipment the equipment side of it's it's busy, but it's it, there's really good product out there right now. Yeah, I've definitely learned a ton about products since you and I last chatted. Um, but before we go any further, you got to tell us how much money did you end up losing to Ian in those matches? I mean, I'll say if that dropped, I would have literally just never done another match ever again. I don't know. I think what was it three matches at a hundred bucks a match and lost. So that's about three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks. We played a match off camera. Um, one Saturday during lockdown, we went in to play and properly gave me more strokes. I think I got like seven strokes or something like that, which makes sense for the for the yeah. plus three that he is and the the very scrapey five handicap that I was at the time. Um, plus the foresight putting wasn't my friend until I found a new putter. Um, so yeah, it was three hundred bucks, and uh, you know. Can't pay for gas for my car, so it's all good. <laughs> so that's why we're doing it from home right now, right? But uh, yeah, the the putting was definitely like that seemed to be the trickiest thing, and you could tell Ian had a lot of experience on it because he was either you know even twenty thirty foot putts he was putting within a foot or so, right? And they're all giving me range at that point. And that's the thing, like the foresight like simulator to play is is really really good. It's the one thing you I have to re had to realize very fast was. When you strike that putt, the quad is right next to you. So yeah. the putt's being registered right there. It's not being registered when the ball hits the screen like the old simulators used to do. Right. Um, or sometimes that HD golf kind of used to do or kind of still does. So 
Um, you know, anytime I play sim golf again during lockdown, my dad and I would go in and, you know, play the old stomping grounds of Rattlesnake uh, on the GC quad. And, and it took a while for, for all of us to get the putting down. But after a few times, Eden and I played those matches, we, you know, played together just for, you know, just for fun. You really started to, to get a feel for a five footer, a six footer, a 12 footer, a 15 footer. And um, it definitely got a little bit easier as, uh, as it went on. But yeah, in the beginning, it was, uh, there was a lot of edited uh, curse words. <laughs> So, so you guys did all those matches at TXG. Um, for anybody who doesn't know by chance, you guys have a huge footprint in social media, YouTube, everywhere. So, um, maybe you can give us a quick idea of what TXG is. Probably should have started off with that. And then, um, maybe you can let us know about the virtual fittings because I'm sure that's important to a lot of people right now. Um, that's something new that you guys have just rolled out, I guess, in the last few weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, TXG, uh, custom club fitting and building facility. Um, in Toronto and Mississauga, um, again, large following on social media, YouTube reviews, you know, teaching side of it, uh, on the channel, you know, different types of handicaps on the channel now, which is great. Um, all positive reviews. Um, you know, Ian and Matt do a great job. The, the fitting side of it, we've got a great fit team, uh, totally brand agnostic, thousands and hundreds of thousands of combinations at each location. Um, both demo matrix mirror each other at each location, which is great. So if you got fit in Toronto for irons and you couldn't finish your fit, you can come finish your fit in the Mississauga location, vice versa. Nice. And then we've got a, a 2000 square foot, um, build shop and inventory in the back. So we're, we're sitting on products so we can reduce turnaround times for people to get products, especially short season in Canada. Um, and with lockdown, you know, stuff right now from OEMs is, some of them are six, eight plus week turnarounds and with some stock that we have, if, if you fit into it, we're, you know, we're two to four week turnaround if, if it, if it can work out. So, nice. um, yeah, no, it's been good. Virtual fit's been, virtual fit's been really good. Actually. We've got, uh, Dean Fry is our, uh, is our kind of lead virtual fitter. Um, was doing them mostly from home at, at one point, but, um, you know, if you can send us in club data and, and, you know, some people send us in, you know, essays on their clubs and what they're doing. Like there's some real golf geeks out there that are, yeah. are trying to get the most out of it, which is great. The more numbers, the more data you can give us, the easier it's going to be to dial you in. And we've had really great success with it. You know, guys have messaged back and said great fitting and, and they've bought stuff from the online store, um, nice. you know, or, or they've, they've bought the, the quoted product and they've had, we've had guys qualify for the club championships. We've had guys shoot their lowest rounds. We've had guys, you know, win little events kind of thing. So it, it's been, it's been really cool to see. And, and, you know, the nice thing is because people really can't still travel into, into Canada yet, you know, back and forth, a lot of virtual fits in Australia, a lot of virtual fits in Europe, um, lots in the UK. So it's uh, the international reach right now on virtual fit is, is awesome. That's really cool. That's uh that's something that you kind of wouldn't expect. And, and yeah, I guess it's kind of one of those things, like as I'm learning, as I go and chatting with you, like I, I follow your uh, posts like every Sunday, the questions and whatnot. So just so much to learn about the, the golf clubs and kind of understanding what it's doing with our swing. So that's great. So you are now co-hosting a podcast. So we got to mention that it's called the build shop with uh, RB. Yeah. So how's, how's things going on the podcast? Good. It's uh you know, it's fun to do. We, we, you know, like I said to you earlier, we, record everything on late on a Monday night and 
there's uh, a bit of banter in the beginning, you know, the odd guest, if we can get one, we've had some pretty sweet guests already, you know, Tony Covey from My Golf Spy, um, Matt Fitzpatrick, um, you know, European PJ Tour player, um, Johnny Wonder, a good friend of, of ours, uh, you know, before and, and after his stint at Golf WRX. Um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's, it's fun to talk about equipment and, uh, we've got some really great podcasts coming up talking about new equipment for 2022, um, the future of golf, accessories for golf, uh, some giveaways in, in the mix as well. So, you know, podcast is fun. It, it gives a platform for golf geeks just to, just to talk about equipment. Nice. I love it. I, uh, I've been lucky to tune into all of them so far and the Matt Fitzpatrick one kind of blew me away. Uh, like just his, so just trying to explain it. He, the amount of detail that goes into his putting stroke is is absolutely insane, but it's not by him. It's kind of by everyone else, right? He seems like a very simple putter. Like it just seems like he kind of likes a certain fit and that's what he goes with. And, you know, his team kind of works at the rest, right? So it's kind of it was kind of neat to hear that from a guy that is known as kind of one of the best putters in the world, right? So Yeah, and, and kind of we didn't get a, a, a long time to, to chat with Matt before and after the podcast. He was running to you know, to pre- prepare to go over to the UK and it was just after us open, but, um, you know, super down to earth guy, um, you know, 26 years old, same age as me. So, um, don't know where, where I went wrong, but, um, <laughs> you know, he was, uh, you could just tell like he, he knows what his equipment is, but he's not too worried because he knows he's got great team that can help him create a great bag. And, um, you know, when we were done, it's, I've said this before in, in other podcasts and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's exactly what we're trying to do at THD. We're your team, right? If you've got a swing coach and a physiotherapist and a biomechanic teacher and all that, like we're, we're all part of that team. And I say this to, to juniors parents all the time. Um, you know, we work a lot with Doug Laurie's, you know, students. And we'll always say to the parents, like, listen, Doug's the swing coach. We're the equipment. We take care of the equipment. And then you've got someone else that takes care of, you know, junior travel if they're at a really high level. And the, the parents, once they realize that, they go, okay, they've got a community that really looks after them and, and stuff like that. So and Matt's, Matt's got that. And, uh, you know, I, I wish him the best. I think it'd be great to see him do, do something at Royal St. George's uh, next week at the Open. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any predictions? Do you have any predictions for it, Mike? I said this on the pod. Uh, I think this the pod I said it on comes out this comes out for the the week of the Open. So, I mean, with with England in the Euro Cup and stuff like that, it'd be great to see Coulter or Rosie or Fitzpatrick or Westy do something. Um, you know, just just because that vibe of for sure, man. You know, England's just going nuts right now. I have a, I have a buddy that went to the game against Denmark the other day. And he sent me videos, and I mean, it, I'm not a football fan, yeah. But it was just—I mean, it was unbelievable. You got goosebumps watching it, so um, it'd be cool to see, you know, an Englishman do it. Yeah, I was driving to uh, to play a quick nine, uh, and Italy was uh, in extra kicks with, uh, with with the with Spain, so or extra time with Spain. They went into penalty kicks, and like I had goosebumps. I'm not like a football fan either. Like I, I am, but I, I follow it a little bit. I got a couple bets with some of the guys at work, but like, man, it is, uh, it's just insane to watch. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping like it would be really, really nice to see Westy get one. Like that would be, that would be something. So especially yeah, being a real St. George's is a, is a cool place. It's, I've got a, 
a list of golf courses that I'd like to play um, before I can't swing a golf club anymore. And, and Royal St. George's in the UK for me is is not, you know in the top five on the list to to knock off. So yeah, it, for sure, it's going to be a great track. Their weather looks good. I was watching the Scottish Open this morning, and the weather doesn't look too bad in Scotland. So hopefully in uh, in England they can get a a couple sunny days there. Yeah, I was just checking out uh, some of the results, and I guess. Uh, Justin Thomas had a really nice first round. I think he was minus six. So yeah, yeah, that'll minus five or minus six. So that'll be, that'll be nice to kind of see how he does. And then, um, I actually just saw an article that unfortunately Cam Davis can't make it. Uh, his green card status won't uh, clear. He just got the exemption. Kevin Na had to withdraw. Um, so he's not going to be able to play in the open, which is, uh, pretty unfortunate because he had such a good week last weekend right so um definitely wanted to ask you about some gear um took a couple of questions i won't ask you too many of them but um i i did want to ask you a bit about autoflex shafts because they're something that's kind of new and like i know the manufacturers they're you know in smaller they're not kind of big factories and whatnot so i wanted to ask you what you think of them i know quite a few guys justin rose adam scott they played with them a little bit um what are your thoughts i know they've been on the channel a bit can you kind of give us some insight on them yeah i mean it's it's funky product it doesn't work for everyone um you know we we have sold a lot of them uh, a lot over the phone um you know you know before we even did virtual fits during lockdown we sold a lot of them um you know it was kind of that late night golf channel TV that you're, you know, you buy a pair of square shoes. Well, these are people buying autoflex, like it was going out of style and the videos did them a great amount of help, which is, which is cool. I've hit it to me. It's all about timing within. It doesn't feel great for me. Um, and it, it didn't work for me, but it's, you know, I've, I've worked with, you know, we had Rebecca Lee Bentham hit it in our studio before, you know, even they went to Dubai. So this would, would have been, you know, end of October, November, um, yeah. just before lockdown happened. And, you know, we saw eight to 10 miles an hour faster, um, with the auto flex. Now wow. we built another shaft at 46 inches that was light and soft. And we were seeing, you know, seven to eight miles an hour faster. Um, so, you know, she was it's starting to achieve, you know, similar things, but it's all about, you know, one, it actually says Korean hidden technology on it. So I don't know what the hidden technology is. Um, <laughs> But again, we're, you know, everything's prescribed, you know, 46 inches, right. try to build it around D one and a half D two at the heaviest. Most of the stuff's coming around D three. So a little bit of back weighting is needed. Um, and that kind of long, soft, really low lofted club head, um, you know, when it, when it kicks through at impact, that, that extra kind of speed you get out of it i mean ultimately if you can if you can square it up and hit it straight that you know that extra mile miles per hour you're going to gain a ton of ton of distance and i i've sold it to family members I've, I've got a an uncle who's a great senior player and and he's he swears by it that he's picked up 20 yards with wow. uh with autoflex so um you know he's actually got three of them uh three different flexes and stuff like that just because he he wanted to but um, he, he definitely says there's a huge timing issue with it. You know, there's some that he, he catches quite high, right. And just can't turn it over. Cause he's afraid to hit a snap hook kind of thing. Just that's yeah. soft. They feel I mean, the double X you have it in a driver. Every time we build one in the shop, you know, someone's picking it up, waggling it. And the thing is literally like, uh, you know, like a pool noodle. Yeah. Um, so it, it's super soft. It's, it's definitely doesn't work for everyone. I had a guy hit one yesterday and 
And, and he looked at me, he's like, no, I don't like this thing. And the numbers weren't showing anything. And I had a guy hit it and sure enough, six miles an hour faster out of the gates just so, after three shots. So yeah, definitely, uh, you know, it's a, you know, it's hard to, you know, at the time we were just, you know, people were just buying them and I felt guilty because you'd want to fit them for it. Right. Um, but it's a tough one to fit for again because of the adapter and the length and the type of head and stuff like that. But, you know, if, if people listening have a chance to test one, you know, definitely test it. Um, you know, it was interesting to see Adam Scott, you know, put in the bag and Brendan Grace and um, Michelle Wee's using one right now. And there's a couple other girls on LPGA and, you know, Korean LPGA using them. So the stuff's good. This, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not against it. This doesn't work for me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Autoflex is, it's, we don't go a day without hearing about Autoflex. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's good. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I guess that's why the question came in, right? Because it's like fluorescent pink too, or they're all different colors and stuff, but like it's, it just kind of stands out, right? Um, so you were talking about swing weights with the drivers and stuff. So I'm going to come back to that. But, uh, another one of the questions we got was, um, the Kirkland wedges, uh, in brackets, it's a T TXG video. So I assume they watched the video, but what were your honest opinion of them? What that video says is my honest opinion. And that's one thing before we talk about Kirkland wedges, any of those videos that we film are, believe it or not, one take wonders. Yeah. Um, very little editing is done. Um, but we will give an honest opinion. There'll be stuff that we review that we just, maybe we don't post or, you know, share on YouTube because we just don't find it. You know, we don't want to rip anyone apart. We're not going to say anything, you know, shit or anything like that. Um, but honestly, those, Kirkland wedges. I'm a wedge guy. I love wedges. I've got over 40 or 50 wedges in, in the house that have been from time of using them and grinding and playing around with stuff. Um, you know, I, you know, I try to learn as much about a wedge as I can. Those Kirkland wedges felt fantastic. Yeah. Um, they spun like crazy. They look great at addressing the back. I mean, obviously the whole Kirkland signature, you know, it looks a little gimmicky on the back, Yep. but you know, you know, if I'm going to pick someone, you know, whether you haven't played golf or you've played golf for 40 years, I mean, try one. I mean, it's worth it. Even if you're only looking for a 60 degree for 200 bucks, you buy three wedges and, you know, just use the 60. It's going to cost you the same as what one Volky would cost you or something. Yeah. Like that. But, um, they, they spun well. They felt great. They looked great. Um, you know, I know even Ryan, he built a set of Kirkland wedges and he knew exactly where the heads came from, you know, the factory that, that they're coming from. So it's, it's good quality. Um, I have nothing against Kirkland wedges. I thought they were great. Yeah. Like if you saw them from 15, 20 yards away, like you would think they're an SM7 from the back, right? Like they, they look so much, so much similar. Um, so did Ryan build them in with different shafts? I think, I can't remember what he built his in. I think he might have put like LZs in them or something like that. Okay. Um, but he, he basically was ripping them apart to just see quality. And actually the customer, um, Dave Zano, um, he sent them from the U.S. to us. He bought, went to Costco, bought them, and just sent them to us. And then I called him. I was like, Dave, I said, I, I need your address. I'm shipping these back to you. He's like, no, no. He's like, I want you guys to keep them, play around with them, do whatever you want. So I'm actually going to take them, rip them apart, and and play around and just, you know, inspect them. That's one thing we always do. You know, yeah. a rep brings a new head in. First thing we do is throw it on scale, rip all the weights out, play around with it, see exactly what the guts are of that head. Um, so I'm going to rip those zip cord or, uh, Kirkland's Kirkland's. Yeah. Um, rip them apart and see 
Man, it's weird to say. It's still weird to say. Like, I know the ball's been around for a while and stuff, but it's definitely weird to say. While we're on the topic of wedges, though, I quickly mentioned it to you earlier. The Epon Tour Spin wedges that you posted them back a few weeks ago. Um, they're probably like the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Like your your artisans that you're playing are are you still playing the artisans? I am, yeah. Yeah. So these Epons are. If anybody isn't following Mike, Mike TXG, really easy. Go over, check them out because these are like the the coolest wedges I've ever seen. Um, this the yeah the forty eight, fifty two, fifty six, and sixty. Yes. So. The swing weights were D three and a half, three point four, three and a half, and three point seven. So that was where it kind of it kind of stuck out to me. Like, why would the fifty two be kind of less swing weight than the forty eight? I mean, you know, three point. What was the first one? Three point. Three point five. Three point five and three point four. I mean, that point of a you know point of a gram, that point one kind of thing. That's almost. I don't want to say it's it's on a attainable to touch but you know a swing weight is is the the weight of uh you know an american dollar bill or a five dollar you know canadian bill. right so we're playing there's so much component weight where um those head weights were were really tight there was maybe point of a gram that i couldn't even touch i, like, I couldn't buff anything off they were actually quite heavy there was no real no tip weights added to that they were all standard length the grip weights were we're all weighed out, you know, plus or minus, you know, a gram kind of thing. So they were really, really tight. Um, that, that, you know, point one, um, you know, could be a little bit of epoxy. The one feral could have weighed a little bit more or a little right. less. Um, so I, anytime I build, I'm always building for as tight as I can. And, and, you know, some builds will be like, if we're going four to call it four to six iron and we go, you know, D three, D three, D three, or sometimes it's like D three point one, D three point zero, D three point two. And as long as that's kind of in that D three range, I'm pretty happy. Um, anything that goes like, I mean, I've seen sets, you know, D three in the four iron and D seven in a nine iron and D five in a pitchy wedge. Um, so, you know, that obviously is, uh, you know, I would say a no-no or, or a red flag. Well, and something that you would notice in the hand too at that point, right? Like, for sure, yeah. For sure. yeah. I always like it a little, you know, descending swing weight, getting fractionally heavier. Pitching wedge is generally going to be a little bit heavier. Um, but, you know, throughout building a set, you know, I'm not kind of making the swing weight up. I'll weigh out all the components first and kind of get a rough estimate and then go look at the prescription. If there's any notes from the fitter, like, you know, Mac is playing at standard length, but he is, you know, six foot three, but he's got long arms. So then we understand, okay, we maybe we need to make these a little bit heavier. Maybe we need to make these heads a little lighter so it balances out nicely. And we have right. digital swing weight scales and we're always dry fitting and dry building um, before we actually final assemble. Um, and then we're always double checking swing weights once we're gripping and stuff like that um, just to make sure they're bang on. Cool. Yeah. Cause those have the Acra. ICWTs, those things were so nice. 95s. 95, yeah. Those those shafts were amazing. Very sad. That's a yeah. that's a very good customer of mine from Kelowna. And, um, I actually posted his irons like a couple weeks before that on there, and um, those those wedges, those Epon wedges are are impressive. I played a set of Epon wedges. I don't know, 2018. Um, I tried to play just like a 52 and a 58 at that time, and it. They felt great. I just couldn't play a 52 or 58. I'm more of a nutcase than anything. But uh, the Epon stuff, if, if no one's been out, if anyone out there hasn't tried them, 
you're missing out. It's it's worth every uh, worth every penny. Yeah, they are like I said, beautiful. So maybe I got the guys irons because I grabbed my favorite irons off your page recently, the Miura CB three hundred ones. Are they are they his by chance? No, no, no. His okay. Are, uh, I'm to think what his are. His are his are a set of Epron AF five hundred sixes. Oh, okay. I remember you did, you guys did a video on them too. I don't know if they were his. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so those are uh those are pretty cool. They're pretty they kinda almost look like uh I don't know, like the Callaway, like I don't really I don't know. They don't really I guess they don't really look like anything else. You gotta go check them out because they're they're kind of very, very unique, right? So those Miras, the C B three oh ones, Project X six point oh Onyx, those were like I don't know, a dream. They were really, really nice looking club. Um Going on to wedges, because you part of the reason why I grabbed these is because you guys were uh, chatting with Matthew Fitzpatrick, who the only club deal that he has in his bag is Bettinardi with the putter. So I saw these wedges, the HLX 3.0 wedges, and they just like kind of popped out on your page. Everything does, but uh, true temper, dynamic old X100s, uh, great, great shafts, so pretty standard shafts. But um, what are your thoughts on the Bettinardi wedges? Great. I mean, one thing I will say is the footprint of those wedges are so small. Um, you know, I feel like the face is the, the width of the golf ball. Um, but that, call it legendary honeycomb milling yeah. on, on a Bettinardi putter. You know, I remember growing up, uh, a pro had a Bettinardi putter, the Hogan version. It had that honeycomb. And I, I still think about it today because he, he binned it. Um, he just kind of threw it in his office and never saw it again. And I kick myself for not saying like, Hey, how much do you want for it? Um, cause I'd probably be rolling that today, but that honeycomb finish looks great. They come in uh, a black satin finish and this, you know, kind of misted tour chrome finish. Um, they spin like crazy. They feel good. Um, you know, unfortunately only for righties. Um, but, uh, but the stuff is, the stuff's really, really good. Yeah, so just to wrap up uh, with the wedges, I was talking. You know, I was telling you just kind of before we hopped on here. I'm playing the Haywood ones now. So, I um I had one uh, 52 degree. I loved it. The footprint is very similar, in my opinion. Like the when I'm at a dress, it looks a lot like the Vokies. I played SM7s uh, up until up until now. So, some people feel like that. Some people do not. Um, I definitely do. And I uh, yeah. So I took a shot. I ordered them, and they are stunning stunning wedges so um nice canadian company josh has been on the podcast in the past before so anybody looking for um well they've got clubs now to fit anybody's game um, no drivers no hybrids or anything yet but uh if you're looking for irons wedges putters they have from a 25 handicap to a you know scratch golfer you can uh, you can get fit into a, a set of wedges or a set of haywoods because they are uh they're really on the come up so Wanted to talk to you a little bit about your gamers, Mike. So I had a look through. So I told you I'm hitting the Sim 2 Max and you're hitting the Sim 2. So I noticed that, and I believe it was uh, was yours. You're at 8 degrees on both of yours. So um, you had your first build with the Mitsubishi Diamana TB 60 stiff. Yeah. Is that still current? That is still current. Okay. And then you have the Speeder Evo um, 569 stiff on the other one. So the one thing that stood out to me was the the length is the same on both of them. The shaft weight is exactly six degrees difference on, on both of them, but the swing weight is the same. Can, so can you explain how that would 
turn out to be the same? Like how would the swing weight would be the same, but there's a six gram difference in the shafts? Yeah. I mean, that really comes down to, to balance point. And, and uh, I find the TB, um, the, the TB fit. I'm, I'm probably going to be biased right now because the TB is working so well. Okay. Um, but, uh, if the balance point of that five, six, nine, I feel is a lot lower. Um, and although it's lighter, it, it's probably, you know, one reason it kind of worked well for me at one point was because I could feel like it was the, the club head was a little bit more stable at impact, even though it was pretty light, lighter weight in the, you know, high, high fifties. Um, but that seven series has their, um, their MC, MCI steel in the tip section of the, of the speeder. Um, so you'll, you'll probably play around and that's where I got close to, to the same weight. I did have access to, um, a couple weights for the driver head that we don't really they're hard to get and they were you know i just got two that were sent to me um and i put a what i can't even remember what the stock one is i think the stock is um because the back is 16 on a sim and then the front weight um is i'm pretty sure it's six or eight and i think i put like a 10 gram weight in my sim okay um now I've been playing with the sim and I've been hitting it great. Hit it, you know. Again, I'm I'm a fairly straight driver of the ball. I don't hit it very long, but I've picked up some distance with sim this year, which is great. A little bit quicker, you know. Trying to work on that as much as I can, and um, I'm actually going to go to a nine degree sim and see if that does. Because what's happening right now is that eight degrees kind of just falling out of the sky, um, and so we're gonna we're gonna play around with a nine degree this weekend and see. Um, I'll probably test it tomorrow and see see how that goes. I just need I don't want to sound like a nutcase here, but I need like a thousand RPMs more spin. I think it's right now it's probably averaging fourteen to sixteen hundred RPMs of spin and I'd love to see it like two thousand, twenty one hundred and I'll just I'll be able to maximize my carry. Right on. Okay. Hey, that's why we're having the podcast is to talk about it, right? So I um I actually had the longest drive of the year yet. The longest drive I've well, I've ever hit in my life yesterday. So um but when I played, I played porthole last, uh, just over the weekend and I developed like a whole new swing in one day. It was, uh, absolutely terrible. And then I played yesterday at my regular course. I'm just so comfortable with everything. I'm not going to say what the yardage is. I sent it to a couple of my buddies because it's like the perfect, it's an optimal position downwind. There's two rolls in the fairway, left-hand side. If you catch it in the right spot, it'll catch both the rolls. So, um, it was a par four. It's funny, like guys I grew up with, guys I went to college with when we were in the golf program, they'd be like, oh, like this course is so short. It's only, you know, 6,800 yards. And oh, like I hit that, you know, I only hit that driver 340 yards. Like one, if you hit it longer, you hit it short, it doesn't matter. Two, unless you're shooting par or breaking par, then the course isn't that short for you. you know, and, and people who are really humble about that stuff, like Ian's one of them. You know, we played we played the paintbrush on Tuesday with a couple industry guys, and he on, I think it's the 11th hole, is kind of like dog leg right, big tree kind of on the right side. Green's kind of protected by a couple pop bunkers, shared shared green. And he, I, I mean, his Arcos was saying that he hit 300 in like 90 yards. Oh my goodness, um, man. And he had like a flip, he had like a flip wedge, gap wedge, basically, um, into the, uh, into the green, but it was so downhill, so downwind. Um, 
that, yeah, obviously it's going to go far if you catch and he latched at it. I mean, he's playing us 46 and a half or 46 inch driver, the build a beast that basically we built on the channel. Yeah. Um, and when I say he takes a lash at it, like he takes a lash at it. Um, you know, and he's, he's one seven, five close to one eight. I'm pretty sure he's pretty, pretty well North of one eighty. you know, ball speed. And his goal is, his goal is one ninety. Um, so, you know, when it's wide open, a link style course, and you're not worried about losing a ball, like he smoked it and it, and it, you know, it all clicked and it went forever. So yeah, I mean, man, well, man, like, yeah, to that point though, like you said, uh, like I'm, I, I was playing Port Hope, so I've been playing there a bit more regularly, and they're up right now for the Golf Digest 2021 Remodel of the Year Award, and they've done amazing work at that course. Half of the uh, half the holes are set on Lake Ontario, so if you can get out, check it out. It's a great is course. There a, is there a bridge over that? Yeah, that's the one with like the 60 foot bridge you ride over. Yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, whenever you come out, let me know because it's like half an hour from me. I'll hop on the highway, meet you there because it is a the greens are um, awful. Like it not not awful in a in a like they're awful in a great way. Like they have so much movement. Um, they were a, there's been a bit of rain, so they weren't as fast as they maybe normally would have been. But um, it was tough. Like I I struggled a lot. I put uh, like I I did like a little vlog on it, but I put the ball above the hole. A little bit and as soon as you're above the hole on your approach you are fighting for bogey no matter where you are it's uh it's it's not a bad course at 6400 yards like i know the toronto players tour they had an event there and there was one guy under par and like you see those guys right now like they're shooting 15 under in tournaments and stuff so it's um it's nice to kind of go to it's an old course it's the 14th oldest course in canada so it's nice to go to kind of one of those old courses and it's still kind of Let's call it downtown. Uh, I'd be the better part of an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. So where I am here in Bowmanville, like it's just 20 minutes past me. So it would be, yeah, 115 or so, depending on uh, how heavy the foot is. But uh, cool. yeah, so definitely go check it out. It's worth it. Like if you guys are going out, it's um, it's a great course. Corey Bainbridge is the assistant GM out there. Send him an email and he'll uh, he'll have you out. It's a uh, it's pretty awesome course. And yeah. I got on to uh, I got on to golf digest as a as a panelist, so um, right. I remember you saying that. Yeah, be a fun one to uh, just to get kind of put through the process and and kind of give my opinion on it. But yeah, I'd love to play. I, I saw it. I think I saw it a couple of years ago. Someone posted about it. I think um, Flagstick Golf talked about it. Um, so yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to play it. It looks it looks great. We should we should set up a game. Yeah, because it's it's kind of. Um it's almost like a blended it's so it's a highlands course but it's almost like a blended uh like parkland style because it does have some trees and everything is tight like it's tight it's narrow um you cannot miss hit a ball and like for some reason like i'm i'm straight off the tee i'm not i'm not overly long but i hit the ball straight that day i did not and it was uh it was a tough day man i was chasing it around all day so and i just couldn't get it back so um a couple of spots like you're you know like you're hitting like a little pitch down onto the green and like I'm literally talking with the superintendent. He was in our round and, and we're thinking about where I can get the ball to like 15 feet from like a 10 yard pitch. Like it was, it was very, very difficult. So a lot of fun. Definitely got to go check it out. But, um, we know you got the artisans in the bag. You got the SIM two driver. What else you got left in there? Uh, well, that's a great question. I've got <laughs> Mizuno STZ three and five wood. 
Um, the other day I hit the new TaylorMade 300 mini driver. Right. And a half degree. And I'm not the best fairy wood player. Um, that's a lot. I'm not a very good three wood player. I've never hit a good three wood. I used to play an old XR 16 four wood that I absolutely loved and wish I never got rid of it. But, um, that mini driver was unbelievable. Is it going in the bag? I've got one coming. I've got okay. One coming. Uh, I've got a, I've got another three wood, a Sim TI, a Sim two TI three wood, uh, built that'll play a little lower. Um, I've got that STZ five with that's not going out of the bag. It's, it's basically a, a hybrid replacement that I, at my club, I hit it everywhere, which is awesome. Um, and it's, it's really good. So I've got Ventus red in that. I've got a TB 70 S in the three wood, but I'm most likely going to build, well, not most likely I've got the shafts coming. I'll build a Ventus seven S in the mini driver and a Ventus, uh, seven S in the SIM TI. And that'll kind of we'll put those two head to head. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for the uh, I'm excited for the mini driver. I love the look of the mini driver. That's uh, it's just like I'll classic. I'll be honest, it's one thing I don't. I think it's a bit goofy. Um, you know, I'm a when it comes to it, I'm as traditionalist as they come. 14 clubs, trying to make it not look as flashy, and you know, have the right amount of head covers that you're supposed to have. Um, but uh, hey, we'll we'll see. I mean, I was you know, I think I was getting it too. You know, it was the perfect three wood numbers, and it would be the perfect gap between my driver to my next club in the bag. So yeah, you know, if it's gonna make me play better, and it's gonna be that again, I don't need a trouble club. I don't need something that's gonna be a fairway finder because my driver is is not long, but it's it's very very consistent. So um, it'll be fun to kind of play around with the bag and see where the mini driver sits. But it looks great and felt great. And what are you uh, what are you rolling right now? Uh, I've still got a Nike Method 001. Okay, yep. Um, it is, uh, I mean, it's, it's Tiger spec as they come. Same loft, same lie. Um, it's longer, though, but I don't know why I made it this long. I just checked the length the other day. It's 36 inches, um, and it's got a Pingman uh, blackout grip on it. So it works. It, it You know, there's, there's days where... You know, you make a silly amount of putts, and then there's days where you know, like every other putter, it just doesn't doesn't work all the time. But I've been playing a lot of golf and not putting any practice in. So hopefully this weekend can spend some time on a putting green in the in the wedge area at the club and and work on some stuff because I'm fighting a 60 degree right now. I need uh, I need a new 60 degree wedge. I've, I think I've gone through probably five different 60 degree wedges wow. so far. Um, this year, a lot of recycling old stuff, you know, an old 60 T grind, you know, Volky and then an old RT or an old zip core that I played last year and back to an old artisan and then the old high toe. And, um, now I'm in the new high toe. So we're, uh, we're getting close, uh, to kind of really finalizing the bag. So I like it. anything else will change. I've got a backup set of irons, but right now I've, um, by, by, pure luck i qualified for club championships i don't really want to change anything i'm kind of in a in a comfy groove right now so yeah man um we'll see we'll see what happens at the end of the year what the bag looks like yeah i like that like the the old putters like i told you last time like i didn't change much uh i don't know if i was rolling the delmar at that time so i've like the 2011 scotty delmar uh, like a honey dip special edition. And I love that thing. It's got like the, like kind of like the ping man. It's got the baby, uh, I think it's called the baby T grip. Yeah. Yeah. So like that grip, I absolutely love, like it feels 
great. The face feels good. So um, having straight away from that, it's only the second putter I've hit since like high school. So I probably will not change. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you a couple things quick. Um, those Birkenstocks I posted, would you play around them? <laughs> we gotta, we, like, I know you can get, I know you can get. Uh, are the comfiest <laughs> in the world. Sandal and you can wear them. Honestly, during lockdown, I wore Birkenstocks in two feet of snow because I would literally go from the car to work. Um, we saw it on the IG live, man. We saw yeah, honestly, and, and that's the thing. Like during lockdown, other than Zoom calls and stuff, we were, you know, it was, you know, casual, casual wear and you know, joggers and gym gym clothes and stuff like that, and the you know socks and sandals. I get the the gears for the socks and sandals all the time. <laughs> Um, can't even wear Birkenstocks to the pub. They don't allow open toe uh, sandals, so the, the Birkenstocks don't make it that far. But um, so comfy. Would I wear them as a golf shoe? I would do it just for a laugh because yeah. people people think it's crazy that I wear them, but they're the comfiest. It's your thing now. You can get the like. I know you can get the spike kits and whatnot. Throw a pair in there, and uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, Mike, um, your dream foursome. I kind of gave you a heads up because. Uh, you mentioned Rebecca Lee Bentham. So she was on the podcast a few weeks ago. I asked her this one on the spot. She just kind of froze up a little bit and said, there's so many people. So if you had a dream foursome, doesn't have to be golf related. Who would it be? Is it like a foursome and then I'm the fifth or is I'm the part of You can be the caddy if you can't decide. You can caddy, sure. I mean, it'd be Tiger and my dad for sure. That's easy. Those are two. Those are two givens. My dad, you know, brought me up and, you know, kind of showed me the game and, showed me the ropes and we've played so much golf together. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a standing tee time at our, at our old home club all the time. And I witnessed my dad get a hole in one. We lived out of a car in Scotland for two weeks while we went to the 2016 open championship. So golf and travel are, are two things. Tiger Woods. I'm the largest fan of Tiger Woods. There is um, the fourth and not to sound sappy and, you know, like a, like a, a baby, but honestly, it would probably be Ian. Um, you know, as a as a friend, but you know, a mentor that I look up to, and, and someone who's taught me a lot. And you know, we've you know been through the thick and thin with with TXG, and you know, been there since you know before day one. You know, we had a we do and had a travel company. We've been on a lot of flights together, and you know, been on a lot of late nights and stuff like that um, in work and or at a bar. So. It would probably be myself, Tiger, uh, Ian, and uh, and my dad. That sounds like a pretty good foursome. I, I haven't I haven't seen your dad golf, but uh, that sounds yeah, like that'd be a pretty good scramble team. He's a solid. I mean, my dad at one point was like a ten handicap, nine or ten handicap. He's probably a solid fourteen handicap right now. He doesn't play as much. Right. Um, he's not a member anywhere anymore. So, um, but my dad and, and Ian get along really well. We played a lot of golf, all three of us together. So. Um, I'm sure Tiger could uh, could get used to us. Yeah, and uh, with the way Ian's hitting the ball, I'm sure uh, you guys would be pretty good off the tee. You just need Tiger to roll some putts right now, right? So um, I know you're a wine guy. Um, we've got a beer sponsor here, uh, Triple Bogey Brewing, so we've got a swing oil segment. So I thought I would kind of ask you a couple of questions, just a quick rapid fire. Give me a couple answers, and then I'll let you go. I know it's uh, it's getting late, but um, have you, Mike Martisavich, got it right this time, ever had a hole-in-one? No hole in one, still hunting. Still hunting. Close twice this year. Very, very, very extremely close this year. Me too. I am very close on 
two attempts, uh, both inside a foot. Yesterday, I had a pitch mark at about six inches. Ball rolled out to 10 feet, missed the putt. Um, but it's coming. I can feel it. It's coming. At the, at the club, we don't have a uh, pin caddy. We have like the quarter cups. Okay, yep. And I mean, <laughs> the group that I was playing with think, and I kind of agree with them, that mine might have gone in just the way where it was sitting. Uh, and it was coming in quite hot, so it could have potentially rolled over. Um, but no, I have no hole in one. Yeah, we've got like the quarter cup with the, it's kind of got like that metal, like, it's not like a piece of rebar, but it's like a, a pin lock essentially in it. So that's the thing. Like if you hit that, you wouldn't really know unless you kind of saw it pop out and uh, take a weird turn, right? So uh, back to the Birkenstocks or G4s. G4. <laughs> uh, favorite course you've ever played? I definitely wanted to ask you this question. I know you've played quite a bit. Last time you and I chatted, you talked about some of the golf trips you'd gone on with your dad. So favorite course you've ever played? It's tough, man. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, have you played Bay Hill behind you there? I have, yeah. Like, honestly, I've probably played Bay Hill ten times now. Wow. Uh, PGA show, we always we always swing by. We've got a, a you know an industry friend who's a member, and we know the guys there really well. Um, yeah, I played Bay Hill with my dad a couple times as well. Good track. Uh, I'm gonna go. Turnberry in Scotland. Nice. Oh, fair. Come on, those would be like the the they're kind of my placeholders for number one right now. Very nice, very nice. Okay, favorite set you've ever built. This is again, I should have given you a heads up. This is a tough question, but uh, I know you've built a Tiger Spec for yourself. Um, don't want to make any assumptions, but is that the one? Built a couple P7TWs. They are nice. Um, there's a customer that's a very good friend of mine, and Ian's. He's always like a Hanma Mura guy, um, and his set's always really fun to do. Um, I've actually got a set of national custom work heads that are being shipped to me. I just got the tracking from a customer, and I think he's in Brazil. Um, so he hasn't even seen these heads, but I'm going to build them up for him. So those will probably take the cake. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say anything. You know, mirrors are always great to build. There is... You know, I built a limited set of Titleist irons. Um, yeah, anything MB001 Miras with X7s or something are always nice to build with. Yeah, I know. Like Max played Mira up until recently. Like he's playing, uh, I think he's playing 770s now or something. So I know that you had built a couple sets for him in the past, and like those look beautiful, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those were the ones I was trying to think. I think they had like purple ferals and stuff. They were, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those were nice. Those were really, really nice. So, uh, last one drink a choice on the course. Uh, playing or patio? Both. Playing's lame. Playing's like a, playing's a bio steel, rainbow <laughs> bio steel. Um, try to be some type of an athlete. And then, uh, patio is, transfusion the club makes a good transfusion um or some type of cab nice very nice so like i said i know you're a big wine guy 
I uh, I definitely don't mind a beer on the course or uh, like I'm a whiskey guy. I'll kind of try it all. So um, that's the swing oil, uh, swing oil segment. That one's not easy to say. Hydrated by Triple Bogey Brewing. So thank you, Mike. Um, really appreciate you coming on. Looking forward. Hopefully uh, we can get out and play around. I know I was talking with Mac about trying. We're going up north trying to get around in with him too. So this summer is uh, we're all trying to kind of cram as much golf as in as we can right now, right? So I appreciate you coming on the pod. Um, maybe you can let us know anybody who is listening where they can get a hold of you. Um, and don't forget the build shop. Uh, UNRB do a great job there. I am an avid listener. Um, so if anybody is subscribed to this podcast, please go do the same. Uh, the build shop presented by TXG. I think. Yeah, Mac, I appreciate uh, being on again. This was fun. Anytime uh, you want to chat equipment, obviously send me uh, send me a note. But uh, yeah, I mean, simple Mike TXG on IG, the official TXG on IG and uh, and Twitter, um, and uh, yeah, like and subscribe to that uh, to that YouTube channel as well. That's awesome. You guys do have a really big uh, footprint and uh, what you guys do for just the game in general. Like I can almost every day I see it kind of pop up. Uh, you guys have a new video or a new podcast or a new, like I know Patty is doing some work with Ian. He's doing the questions with Ian. So um, just so engaging with the community. And uh, that's kind of the idea of this podcast. So appreciate what you guys are doing. It's awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Mike. We'll uh, give it a few months and then maybe in the off season, we'll have you on again. He's out in my ball and of course I tee up I lose the ball and I rear up I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean Or maybe the beach And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it Second was blind, I see it Feel like it might be an average I was working